Hey, this is the Keeping Up with the Home Seeds podcast, a podcast where we explore how we can create homes that feel authentic to who we are instead of basing it on some perceived outside ideal or approval. I believe that for us to be able to show up in the world as our true selves, we must first also do so in our home. Yet so many of us, me included, can get so caught up with all the things we think are expected of us that it's easy to lose sight of who we are. And so many of us might have also lost track of ourselves when it comes to our own homes. Trying to find that perfect place to call home or create homes that look a certain way and if we're not living up to it, we might feel like we are failing somehow. So on this podcast, I'm on a journey to explore how we can return to ourselves and let our true selves shine beginning at home. Hi, and welcome to the first official guest interview of the Keeping Up With The Homesies podcast. On today's episode, I am talking to Angela Gilman, an amazing artist, storyboard revisionist for Nickelodeon, a mother, host of Let's Design a Life of Joy podcast, and all-around beautiful soul, who is all about creating moments of joy in both life and in her home. So without further ado, here is Angela. Hi, how are you? Good. <laughs> Good morning. It's so nice to meet you. So it's excited. Really <laughs> Welcome, Angela, to the podcast. Thanks. I'm so happy to have you here. <laughs> well, I'm so glad we're able to connect. I'm excited. Me too. Before we get started, would you like to introduce yourself a little bit? My name is Angela Gilman, and I am an artist. I worked for Nickelodeon on a preschool show called Baby Shark. And I also have a podcast about joy. Mm-hmm. And I'm a mom. And oh, that's all I can think of off the top of my head. But <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> <Me and> Mitchell. <laughs> no, that's perfect. Yes, you do have a podcast. And I want to talk about that. Your podcast is called Let's Design a Life of Joy. Mm-hmm. And I've listened to it and I, and I love it. Like I was driving it. I'm giggling to myself listening. <laughs> so funny. I love it. <laughs> so yeah. Could you share a little bit about that journey and, and how you, you, you're doing that with your sister, right? Yeah. 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 What, what did that journey look like? And, and how did you decide to do um, a podcast about joy? Well, it's weird. It's like um, for like a couple of years before I was thinking like, oh, it'd be kind of cool to do something on YouTube or something like that. And then I was like, ah, I don't want people to see me. Like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, ah, you know, and then, I, but I had all these ideas, like all these things that, um, that I like to do around my house or just in life in general. It's like, oh, it'd be nice to kind of share that with people, but mm-hmm. it's like, no, and it just sounded too overwhelming and too hard. And I was I'm not going to do it. And then I was listening to, you know, I listen to podcasts all the time. Yeah, and me so too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was listening yeah. to uh, one of my favorites, Kathy Heller. And then she started talking about doing this podcast class. And I was like, oh, and I think it's something she does every year. But I go through cycles of things that I listen to. So I think I must have missed it previous years, must have been like in a mood of listening to something else. And so this is the first time I'd ever come across my wave like my, mm-hmm. my world. So then I was like, I just got this. And I'm like, I got to do it. I got to do it. So I signed up for it. And then um, ever since then, it's just been great. Like, yeah. I'm so, glad I did that. <laughs> so good. when you follow those little intuitive hits and you take action, you do something yeah. that like 
pushes you forward and out of your comfort zone. It's like so, so good. Like not too far out of your comfort zone where you're like freaking out. Like I think the YouTube thing would have been too much. Maybe now that I'm getting more comfortable with things, I would like maybe do that. But mm -hmm. um, it's good to have those little, find a way to comfortably yet uncomfortably follow these little things that you want to do. So, so, but yeah, it was like a big leap. The course was expensive and stuff. And so mm -hmm. it was like, you know, when you on a whim decide to do something else and you're like, this is a big commitment. Like, do I really want to do it? I was so glad that I did. Like, uh, that's one thing I want to share at some point on the podcast is like, you got to do these things that you feel like yeah. you got to do. And I've always done that. Like mm -hmm. I've always, if I had something I wanted to do, I almost couldn't not do it. Like I couldn't yeah. put it off, you know, mm -hmm. for the most part, like all the big things. And, yeah. um, but I think a lot of people put the big things off because they have all these yeah. other voices in their head. And my head is so determined. It kind of drowns people out <laughs> to an extent. I may not go all the way full bold, like some people do, but I will do it. You know, I will, mm -hmm. you know, take the steps to explore it and to do it. And so, yeah, I think that that's important, but yeah, it's like, um, and it's not like I've had a perfect life. I have had a lot of like extreme challenges that people would just think like, oh my God, all this in like one person's life. So it's not as though I don't know what the other side, like I am not happy and joyful all day long. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but I do have things that really do help, you know, that, that I've done in my life. So, cause I grew up in a very dysfunctional home with alcoholic parents. Mm -hmm. And I had an older sister who had schizophrenia who passed away when I was in my thirties. And, um, I raised her daughter while I was going through school and college and all that. And I had a daughter born with a really rare birth defect that was life-threatening. And I went through that for the first couple of months of her life while she was in the hospital. So there's like, there's always been things, right? Major. Like yeah. really big challenges yeah. that I had to go through. But um, I think the reason I've survived it and I'm still a, a positive person is because I've had these little things that kind of naturally came to me that I was lucky enough to have that everybody doesn't have. So I just want to share. And you were open also maybe to notice them or mm -hmm. listen to them, maybe helped you through it. But maybe yeah. do you do you think that that's also like affected how you like you are grasping for those things, you know, because you've had challenges and you've, you know, gone through so much adversity that you're going for life, you know, you know yeah. like, yeah, like you're not waiting for some, you know, perfect moment or like for like you're going for things because because of your, you know, the challenges that you've experienced. So. Yeah. yeah. And I think we can have, I think people think in order to have a happy life, these challenges have to be absent, mm -hmm. but they really don't. And, um, and even I've thought that before, like with my sister, like I have a story, I might get emotional about the one who passed away. Mm -hmm. um, when she died, the day she died, it was sudden because she died mm -hmm. of a, a hereditary heart condition she okay. was my half sister and her father had died at approximately the same age mm -hmm. and um I was out shopping with my sister and we found out we were in Target it was like beginning of December it was December 5th and I was just mm -hmm. starting my Christmas shopping and um before I left the house in the morning I had already like I always set up my Christmas stuff like Thanksgiving weekend right so I had mm -hmm. everything up and I had my little Christmas village up on my mantle and one of the little village lights it kept blinking that morning kept flashing and I didn't know why oh. you know I was just like huh I'll have to look at that later I guess I need to tighten the bulb or mm. replace it or something 
So then we go out, we come back. I turned everything back on. My daughter was, you know, really little at the time. She's a toddler. Mm -hmm. So I would put on the Christmas stuff and I'm trying to, you know, contain myself as much as I can and make everything normal. So I put all the Christmas lights back on and this light is still blinking. And um, all I could think about all day is it's like, I wonder if she even had a good life. Like, did she mm. even enjoy it? I, that thought just kept going through my head, went through my head. And then all of a sudden I realized that the village where the light was blinking is from the mm. movie, It's a Wonderful Life. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So she was telling me it was yeah. wonderful. It's like, oh. So anyway, sorry to get oh. all No, thank you but, for um, sharing that. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, and then after yeah. that, the light just stayed unsteady to this day, uh, that light still is in there, the same bulb. I never yeah. had to change it. Yeah. I never changed it. I never touched it. It's been mm-hmm. the same. Bulb. So that's, yeah, that's amazing. And I mean, this was, this was a long time ago. This was 17 yeah. years. So yeah. um, it's not like, <laughs> it's not like yeah. there was some issue with the bulb. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. You know. No, definitely. Yeah. But I think it is so, good to know that even someone who lived a like, life like that, and mm-hmm. still love it. I think we all can, you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, it's a beautiful story. Thank you for sharing. What um how is you know, like with all the things that you've experienced in life and and um like you said, like maybe like growing up in um like an unstable home and and mm-hmm. all that. How has that affected how like what does home mean to you? Like or the meaning of home for you and and has that changed over time with all the experiences that, that you've gone through? Like, I, don't, uh, I don't think so. I think always it was kind of like my twin sister and I, we would just kind of like make, we made our room our sanctuary and we were really into decorating it even when we were little kids and we mm-hmm. would rearrange all our stuff and we would constantly move our furniture around in our room to have something fresh and new and like, mm-hmm. and we would just like, close the door and we would be in our own world together. And with that, that space, we could make it comfortable and perfect and exactly how we wanted it. And Mm -hmm. so I have always looked at that, like, you know, as I've gotten older and moved in different houses and stuff to always make it just exactly, you know, what I want it to be and only have my favorite things out and Mm -hmm. try to keep things ordered in such a way that, um, each little thing is special and on display and has its own little thing. And um, mm-hmm. it's funny because I was listening to a bunch of podcasts and interviews and stuff. Cause like just a couple of years ago, my husband and I went through a really hard time. He had worked, you know, steady for ever, like always. And he got laid off from a job mm-hmm. and he had just, he was just about to turn 50 and he could not get another job. Like it was weird because he had changed jobs before and, and had to move around and do things. Never had he gone through a spell where there was just no work. And it was like right before the pandemic. And mm-hmm. so we ended up having to sell our house and move in with my sister. And it was a really hard time. Like, I can't even begin to describe like, cause my sister bought the house right next to ours. So mm-hmm. I saw my house every day and I was oh. like trapped in the house. And I couldn't leave. Cause it's, it's, we're locked down. Yeah. Pandemic. So I had planned to like take the kids out and not be home and give them space and give us our space. And we couldn't go anywhere. Like we couldn't even go like to the beach yeah. or I live in Los Angeles. So in the, in the suburbs. So we live near all this great stuff in nature. We couldn't go anywhere. Like if you wanted to go even hiking in the mountains, 
you would not be able to go to the bathroom. Like there's not going to be an open restroom on the way there. There wouldn't be enough there. Like you yeah. couldn't go even if you could technically go, it would just be so like, uh, you had to figure out so many. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. So, <laughs> and I was working a lot because I had to make sure I was bringing in income, trying to mm-hmm. save up so we could move and do all that. And, um, since I work in animation, it's not a steady, steady, it's not steady employment necessarily. And with the way the pandemic was, I was not sure how things were going to go. Mm-hmm. So as I was working, I was working really, really hard to make sure that I stayed employed and so I was like kind of working around the clock and I have my kids at home and I'm trying to, to teach them. And it was just such a, like, and then you see the everything happening in the world and it was just, it was too much. It was mm-hmm. like, too much. so I started like to really research things and look into it. And it turned out like a lot of the things that I had done through my life, like they're like scientifically proven to be amazing and helpful. <laughs> so yeah. I like, and I had kind of shut down a lot of that because I was a, mm-hmm house I was a guest you know you can't do a lot so I would start to like go out in her garden and cut flowers and put them next to my desk like right where I was working mm-hmm. and, and you know just do little things like that I would take a break every hour and for five or ten minutes go out in her garden and just pull weeds or whatever just to be out in nature just to because mm-hmm. I was not doing that I wasn't taking breaks I wasn't getting up from my desk and when I say I wasn't getting up like I would work all through the day all through the night all through the next day and I would eat my meals at my desk and I would just go to the bathroom. Like I was working so hard. And so I started taking breaks and going outside. And then it was like, oh, it was actually not like hurting my productivity. It was actually helping. And I was feeling better. And so, yeah, so it, it helps a lot, you know. It does. Thank you for reminding me of that. Because that sounds like me for the past couple of weeks. Like, like yeah. I t- usually like I try to like that's one of the things that I wanted to like you know, be self-employed so I could have my own schedule. But mm-hmm. lately, like, I feel like there's, like, I I also have a tendency to pile a little bit too much on my plate at once. So now I've been working a lot. And I, like, I was just, like, before we got on, I was like, oh, I haven't eaten, like, you know, if I, I ate breakfast. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> because, I, because I can get them. Like, I might just mm-hmm. be, like, so into my work that I forget to eat. So yeah, thank you for reminding me. <laughs> I could definitely, like, <laughs> Yeah, do that. Uh, but yeah, I was also thinking like when you were saying like how you would always like only like make sure that you only had the things that you really love and like all that. And it's like, that's something that we usually like in home design, like we have to like tell people like, like be mm-hmm. really mindful of the things that you, you know, buy or because so many people like they tend to just also like design their homes and, and pick out items that they think are like you're supposed to have or like the trendy mm-hmm. things or what's like you know and might not have like an emotional connection to it because yeah like people don't think yeah. about it like they think like it has designed a home like in a certain way like it looks in a magazine or like this is what you're supposed to have and the idea that no you should actually choose things that it speaks to you you know and, yeah. and every time you like look at them you know they should like you know, bring you a little bit of joy. <laughs> so, yeah, totally. So, so and you, mean, to... you, you were just like intuitively always doing that. Yeah. yeah. And the whole thing, like how we would rearrange our room, it's like you have to move things around because your brain tunes them out after a while. Because we have mm-hmm. like, and I didn't realize at this time, like your brain like has its own little programming that's existed since you know primitive times, right? Like mm-hmm. your little um, what do you call it? Your like amygdala, um, your brain or whatever. <laughs> Yeah. And so what yeah. happens is, is that your brain is always scanning for danger. Mm-hmm. And once it's established that there is no danger, it kind of tunes out everything that it knows. 
so it can mm-hmm. look for any new challenges or whatever coming. So what it will happen is you'll tune out all the things around you. Mm-hmm. And then unless you kind of move things around and change things up a bit or mm-hmm. rotate items out, maybe you, exactly. you know, like during the holidays, if I have decorations that are specific for a holiday, I'll take out all my regular stuff and just put that up. And mm-hmm. so that way it's something fresh to catch your eye and you go, oh, you know, like I like this or, you know, just, just moving things around kind of changes the energy and gets you to notice them again. And so it's good. I don't move the furniture around so much anymore because now it's like, oh, it's not just a bed and a dresser. It's like, yeah. you know, <laughs> a lot. couches and stuff. And then yeah. you know, that has to be a certain arrangement, but mm-hmm. it doesn't really matter because you put new throw pillows out and a, and a little throw blanket or um, new bedding in your bed or um, just like, like I said, like rotate out the knickknacks or rearrange your bookshelf. It will all of a sudden be fresh and pop to you again. So it's nice. I, I'm like listening to you and I'm wondering, like, have you ever, you know, considered a, a career in home design? Because I feel like you would be like a natural <laughs> at it. <laughs> I probably could do it. Yeah, I probably yeah. could do it. <laughs> if somebody asks me, yeah, like I'll do it for friends and stuff. If they need help with something, I will do it. But I, I don't know if I've ever considered it for a career, but I could totally see myself going into it. Yeah, for sure. At least at some kind of a consulting level, just going in yeah. and going, okay, this is you really start a little, school. Yeah, you could start a yeah. little side hustle. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, like, I think consulting also, like just, I think a lot of people, you can't afford to have like your whole like home, you know, designed by someone, but anyone could like benefit like from a little consulting, like, oh, you should maybe do this or maybe do that. I think there's a huge, huge demand for that. And I'm transitioning my business as well and more mm-hmm. to like a, consultant based like I people that have access to like home interior design services more easily like lighter touch just I'm just listening to you and I'm thinking like <laughs> you would be great <laughs> you just Thank have you. like this <laughs> you just have like that intuitive knowledge I think <laughs> whereas I like had to go to design school and like have to figure it out like I had like I did love to like do home design but mm-hmm. um but I wasn't like I, I felt like I didn't have like that just that intuitive eye for it like I I really wanted to know like and once I've learned like the basics and the rules and you know all that mm-hmm. now I've developed like more of an intuitive sense about it but mm-hmm. it sounds like you already have it <laughs> yeah I think it's because I was always into art and drawing and stuff mm-hmm. so I think a lot of those principles apply across many disciplines so what you you want to do in a, in a good painting you want to do in in a in architecture or building yeah. or decorating or graphic exactly. design or they all yeah. kind of carry yeah. over. So I actually also like picked up like art classes like a few years ago and I've noticed that um like so many of the things that my art teacher like talks about like I'm all like, instantly like oh this applies to home design as well just like yeah how you like like just the light and the the contrast between like dark and light and shadows and like you know really important the rule of for thirds, like all those yeah. things. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. When you talked about earlier, like you were talking about your journey, um, like you've moved a lot and also like having to move in with your sister. And I think thought that was also like maybe you could speak a little bit more about that because a lot of times when people feel like they're not in their ideal setting or in their ideal home or in their dream mm-hmm. home or or feel like, well, this is just temporary. I'm not going to do anything about it. Like, there's no point, you know, I'm, you know, and I always say, like, you should always make the best of wherever, you know, you're living. 
mm-hmm. and you know even yeah. though it's not <laughs> your dream home or it's not like <laughs> live for the rest of your life you know always make the best of it mm-hmm. and it sounds like that's been also your like approach to the homes that you've lived in yeah like uh growing up we did we moved a lot we rented and we always moved and um we would always just try to find a way to personalize it and now it's even easier than it was then now you can buy removable wallpaper and stuff Mm -hmm. like that or like stick on tiles you could cover up the backsplash in your apartment kitchen and make it look all you know bougie yeah, <laughs> which is things that they're just like these things you order from Amazon. Just stick on, like you could really mm-hmm. so customize it, and make it how you want. So if you're in an apartment and everything's white and gray or beige or whatever, you mm-hmm. can put up some wallpaper on a wall, or you could put up a colorful backsplash, or you could, you know, there's things you could do. And even most places that you rent, you could paint as long as you agree to, you know, repaint it before you move exactly. out. Yeah. And painting, like I think people think that's a daunting task. Or it's hard. It's really mm-hmm. not hard. It's like, it's pretty easy, you know, and it's pretty, you know, all things considered, like a lot of times a good paint that has a primer in it, you Mm -hmm. could cover in one coat and you maybe only need a gallon, you know? Yeah. So it's like, if you're spending $40 on a gallon of paint, you know, you would spend that just on frivolous things on a trip to Target, like easy, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Why not just like brighten something up the way you want it, you know? Yeah. You you could just like paint one or two walls, like a nice color and that's enough already so you don't have to go yeah definitely would be my advice as well to everyone it's like uh, kind of paint can do wonders <laughs> so yeah and yeah, oh I lived yeah. in one place they had those awful vertical blind things <laughs> on all the windows <laughs> and I just carefully took them down neatly packed them up stored them and put up my own curtains and then when I moved filled the holes and put the blinds back up like yeah. you're not stuck you don't have yeah. to and you could even talk to your landlord too like can I take these off? Can I give them to you? And then I'll put them back up when I leave if you don't want to be responsible for storing Mm -hmm. them. Yeah. There's always little things that you could do to make things nicer or, or throw a rod up over something like that. So you can cover the curtains with the curtains, Mm -hmm. you know, just so you don't see whatever it is you don't see. Let's talk about your podcast a little bit, because I, I really love the message of it and uh, you're doing it with your sister. And I was, Mm -hmm. uh, I, 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 you might want to share this with your sister also because but she made me laugh so hard when she was explaining like the story when she went um she had been at a restaurant with her family and then she mm-hmm. wanted to run over to like the next door restaurant to get like a certain dessert or whatever and uh, long story short like she was trying to cut and let or like get there like faster or, like take a shortcut and then she tripped on some rope oh yeah I think <laughs> <laughs> and got caught in some rope and then like ended up also like bumping into some pole or whatever and, and <laughs> I was like I was, la- yeah, I was laughing so hard but because uh, she was like explaining in such detail even detail like I could like totally see it in my mind's eye but the, the thing that I was really like struck by was her response to it which was um like she was saying, like she was so bummed out, like that her family was in the at the restaurant and they couldn't see her. Like that was the <laughs> meeting gold, and nobody. And she's like, "No one's here to see it." <laughs> and I was thinking, like, "Wow, what like a like a great attitude to life?" Because so many people would have been like, "I hope nobody noticed." Like I hope, like so embarrassed, you know, like yeah. like ashamed. And she mm-hmm. was just like, "No, like what a total waste," you know, of you know. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. to go because no one's here to see it. Like I'm like, and then she called you because she had to share it with someone. And yeah. I just love, I mean, that was just one thing that I just like, oh, I love that attitude. Like you're like, you're able to laugh at yourself and like mm-hmm. share that, you know, like, mm-hmm. instead of being like so ashamed. And, and, and I was like, I love this. <laughs> oh, yeah. So you're definitely, oh. you're, you're all about like, sharing the message of joy and, and like yeah enjoying the small things in life or yeah talk talk a little bit about what oh, it okay. looks like your <laughs> podcast <laughs> and what your message is and what you, what you want to convey with your podcast well it's basically just that you should always be having fun not taking anything too seriously and like trying to conscientiously when you're enjoying something or something's fun or you see something that somebody else has done you're like that's just so awesome like like share it, like do it, continue it on, do some little thing. Cause you just don't know how much it'll brighten your day. And like the, the story that I told in the same episode with the guy that was on the freeway with that Yoda puppet. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> like, he's like this just driving, but over here, there's this little, there's Yoda and we're just sitting in bumper to bumper traffic, just bad. And he's like moving on and he's waving and he's doing little dances and stuff like that. And it, it was so hysterical. And I was like, so easy like how much better is his drive home because he knows you know he knows you know right <laughs> he's doing it because he knows <laughs> it's yeah. like and and how much better is his drive home every day everyone else is in traffic miserable complaining like we have I think literally the worst traffic in the world here there's just so many cars our city is so big and so spread out that most people can't even comprehend it you know mm-hmm. um and you could really be miserable or you could find a way to have fun. So, (laughs) so, and I've never done the puppet. I just listen to audiobooks and podcasts and Mm -hmm. talk on the phone or do whatever. If if I have to commute, I don't anymore because I work from home since the Mm -hmm. pandemic. But, um, but when I was commuting, I always tried to make it enjoyable. So it's like, you you have to think of like, what is your worst part of your day? And like, how could you actually make it awesome? You know, what could you do? even at work, if you don't like your job, what can you do to cheer other people up? You know, it's like, I saw this one thing that I thought was so funny. This lady um, noticed that her coworkers like tip of his shoe was poking under her cubicle wall all day long and just sitting there. So she stuck googly eyes on it. Online, It was just like, like, you could just like how funny, like all of a sudden, I'm sure it was like, where did the goofy eyes come from you know like so you just like you're running a crappy errand or whatever maybe you're at a doctor's appointment that you don't want to go to but you go in the in the restroom and you somehow like can tuck like five dollars inside of like the toilet paper roll. So somebody pulls it out like something comes out you know like you could do something anywhere you go like where you're just really dreading something and just make it better you know and it's not hard and it doesn't take a lot of money and it doesn't take a lot of talent it's just you know just what little thing most people know what that little thing is they could do I think and then your day is like just better after it really is I love it yeah please share some more of your tips and tricks because I've never thought about like you just stick like a little bit of like money in the the oh yeah I'll do it and then I I I stick a note with it that's you know I kind of wrap the money up in the note and then um, the note says, you know, be sure to do something else anonymously for someone today so that they will hopefully pass it along to someone else. Like, 
Yeah, one time I was in line at Subway and this lady behind us, you know, we were talking, it was kind of a long line. We're chatting and she was just saying how she just had the worst breakup and everything. And she was so sad. And I, when I rang up my thing, I just quietly said, I want to pay for her meal or whatever. So like, you could just do little things like that. And, and it's so nice. Like when it happens, it happens to everybody where somebody does something generous and like really brightens your day. So it's like, it's good to spread that happiness around because it does just keep spreading. And, and it's those things you'll remember that forever. Like I'm sure she probably still remembers that, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's a memorable thing. It's a nice thing. And um, you don't have to be Oprah to do it. You know, like some people yeah. think, you know, you have to be on TV going and you get a car and you get a yeah. car. <laughs> it's just little things. It's just little fun things that are good. And then like just every now and again, if you just think about it, you know, give somebody a compliment. Like I'll just sit there one day and go, I just need to do something for somebody. Like I'll just think of somebody who's might be having a hard day or somebody I haven't kept in touch with. I haven't talked to in a while and I'll just send them a text. I just want you to know that you are so important to me. And then I'm so happy that we're friends, you know, just something like that. Or just a text like, you know, you always look so beautiful. I love the way you dress and, and everything. And you're just always so sweet. Like just whatever, whatever it is you think you need to do or do something for a neighbor. And and yeah. the best is like, people wouldn't realize that the best is when you do things without telling anyone. And it's not like I would go around other than you're asking, like bragging, I did this and that for everybody. <laughs> yeah. But just so people know, you know, just so people know they're aware that you can do these things and, and make somebody stay. And I don't have time to do it every day. But if I'm feeling down, I for sure will, okay, how can I turn my day around? What can I do? What can I do? I'm going to compliment a coworker, you know, and it will be in a meeting and I'll notice somebody's cute glasses. I'll send a message. I just love glasses, you know, just like things like that will take the stress out of a busy day or whatever. Just kind of, it's kind of nice. And it's, it's something we should do. It's not like optional. I don't think, I think we really should do that because we are all connected and, and it's, it's important to be a beacon of light in the world. And then another thing that people will complain about, like um, with people who are happy or positive or whatever, they'll say like, oh, well, with all the things going around the world, they're so terrible. How can you be happy? You know, how can you talk about things like that when, when all this is going on? Well, if you're in a bad place, do you want dark all around you? Do you want everyone sad and miserable? Does that make you feel better? Or is the shining light of hope somewhere helpful to you? you know, as long as something's not being rubbed in your face, you know, it's, it's just good. I think we need the, the light and the dark. It's part of life. And some of us, if we're able to need to be the light and we won't always be able to be, there's been times in my life when I couldn't be, but just knowing that, you know, when I was pregnant with my daughter, before I had her, um, I was in the hospital for five and a half weeks, unable to get out of bed. Just knowing that there were people out in the world having a normal day and that I once did too, help me get through the day. So it's like, you just, you, you want to be mindful of the fact that we do need to be a light of encouragement and possibility to other people who are having a hard time. Yeah. I'm just, I just love what you're saying. And I'm just like listening and I'm just like, yes, <laughs> like that's so true. But somehow, like, why do you think it's so, I mean, we should all be doing that. Like, sharing those little things and like passing like good forward and without expecting anything in return but has it always come natural to you like have you always done that or like intuitively or was that something that you started doing because of something or like why don't we all do it (laughs) like I think it's 
I think it partially it's like a natural instinct as kids. And I kind of, I don't know, I didn't really grow up. <laughs> I was like held on a lot of my childhood stuff. I didn't want to grow up. And another thing that I remember too is that um, despite my parents' faults and everything, um, I learned a lot of great things from them. So my dad would always say like, if somebody's being bullied or somebody doesn't have a friend, be their friend, you know? And I remember one time um, my sister befriended somebody who didn't have any friends at school. And my dad was so proud of her and took her out to buy a toy and like really rewarded her for being there for someone. And he had told us a story um, uh, when my dad was young, he looked like a cross between Elvis Presley and Roger Moore. Like he real, like more so Elvis, he was very handsome, very handsome guy. And uh, there was a girl at this dance who was not the prettiest girl. She was standing by herself and no one was talking to her. And my dad always had all the girlfriends and stuff. He was, he was very charismatic. He was friends with um, Evil Knievel, actually. Oh. <laughs> yeah, where he grew up in Montana. Like, it was like a wild crowd of people and things. And, and he always had all these girlfriends and stuff like that. So he saw this girl by herself. And he went up and asked her to dance. And he just saw how she lit up. Like, oh, my gosh, he's asking me to dance. So it's like, it's those kind of things that I learned from my dad. Like, you have to make sure you pay attention to people, notice people, um, make sure people are visible. That's a beautiful message. I mean, I feel like, I don't know, it sounds like if, even with all the challenges that you've gone through and all the hardship, like you were put on this earth to like share like this beautiful light and this message. And, and I think, I mean, now like with the podcast, found you you found it <laughs> however you yeah. want to look at it like at the right time because you're supposed to share that message because I mean you're right this world like we need like how much better would, would like this world be if we each of us every day like did a small thing for someone else and that then they would do it you know forward or just brighten their day and they would then you know, be vibing at a po more positive energy and putting that out. Like, yeah, it's so beautiful. Like, I don't Aww. do that <laughs> every day. <laughs> and I think like, I'm an empathetic and kind person. I always try to like consider other people, but I can definitely be like all wrapped in, up in my own stuff, you know? And so this is a good reminder also yeah, me for, too. for me. Yeah, I can be the same way too. I don't do it every day. Like, and but I am, I notice more that I do it on the days when I'm having a hard day. Mm -hmm. I'll try. That's how I kind of turn things around a little bit, but we do get busy. Like I'm super busy. You know, I have three kids and, you know, work and podcasts. Mm -hmm. everything. Yeah. I'm alive. I'm life. Yeah. So yeah. it's like, yeah. don't be hard on yourself. You're not doing it every day, but like, you know, whenever you can, <clears throat> whenever the moment like kind of presents itself, you know, yeah. whatever. And I guess uh, just like holding the door open for someone or like waiting, like you're yeah. seeing, like you're about to enter, like seeing that someone's approaching that you just you can stay for a little while and hold the door open and, you know, <laughs> yeah. or give someone just a like, compliment, a stranger, like you're in line and yeah. they have a cute purse or whatever, you know, just like yeah. give a compliment. So it's pretty simple. It's like compliments go a long way. So there's go yeah. every day for months without a compliment from anyone, Yeah, you know, and you don't know. Yeah. I think like saying thank you and like compliments and all that, like that's something that definitely like we could do a lot more of and I remember yeah. like I, I used to live in the in the U.S. for a while like 20 years ago 
And my mm-hmm. friend Shauna, she still laughs about it because it was so funny when I moved there because I wasn't used to like how people would just say like, hey, how are you? Like when you were out, like I would go for a walk and people would just like pass me and be like, hey, how are you? Like, or, hey, and I would be like, ah, ah. like before I like got into <laughs> it and like realized that like, it was so weird. That was definitely like, and she still laughs at me. And she's like, it's not just so weird when everyone was saying hi. <laughs> like if people like at the cashier would be like, hey, how are you? Like when you put in your groceries, like up and that was weird uh-huh. to me. <laughs> I mean, they say hi yeah. here as well, but you know, it's just, not, yeah. probably not as talkative. Yeah. Even here, yeah. like, um, so I drive a very distinctive car. I drive a little blue Fiat, like uh, a little, yeah. little electric one. Mm-hmm. And it looks like it's right out of a cartoon. It's like perfect car for me. And um, <laughs> I love it. when other people who drive Fiat see me, you know, we'll like, we'll wave at each other and like, make sure this car a thumbs up. Like, you know, like it, we're not even like in a point where we could talk or really interact. We're still like, like flashing our lights at each other and stuff. So it's like, yeah, it's funny. So I, yeah, I think here, I think here in, in America, um, people really want to connect, mm-hmm. I think. And so that's why, you know, outside of their own circles, you know, they mm-hmm. want to connect with people when they're out and about and, and meet new people and, it's yeah, it's different. At least at the places I've lived, you know, I don't know yeah. what other parts of the country are. It's hard for other people to understand, especially people who've been in Europe or something their whole life and never been here. Mm-hmm. The concept of the vastness of the size of our country, and mm-hmm. then the way culturally it changes, and we have different accents all over the country and yeah. different ways of living and totally different political ideals, and it's 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 so different. Like um, to go up the state of California all the way to the top. You know, just my state, it, yeah. you know, you need a couple of days. You're going to need to stay the night somewhere. You know, you're, you're not going to just, just do that. And, and in less than that time in Europe, you're in another country, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Your whole country is <clears throat> not my state, you know? Yeah. And so, yeah, it's yeah. I thought it was fascinating as well, because I feel like you can find the whole world, you in, mm-hmm. in the U.S., like not just like culturally and when it comes to people, but you can find like the whole like nature and like what all that nature has to offer like you have you can find all of that in the u.s you know like yeah Mm -hmm. desert you know beaches mountains snow you know and like lakes and you know forests and and just like waterfalls and like all the wonders (laughs) you can find everything yeah like (laughs) totally (laughs) yeah i definitely loved it (laughs) and I, i mean i still do it was uh I'm one of those people that could just sit and chat for like forever because <laughs> I love Oh, it. I totally uh, could sit and talk with you all day. Yeah. And I do because I'm drawing while I work. So a lot of times yeah. I can like talk to someone at the same time. And yeah, I work <laughs> all day. I'm such a talker yeah. always. <laughs> I love it that you draw for a living. Like that's something like I used to love also to draw when I was like a kid and like in school, like art class was also my favorite. But then I was just kind of after school, I just kind of like lost it and I never did it. And like Mm -hmm. I said, like just a couple of years ago, I actually started taking classes again because I was like, I always loved that. Like that was my favorite Uh subject. Like my favorite subject was like art. But for some reason, I don't do it anymore. Like I haven't done it for like 20 years or whatever, like over. Yeah. And yeah, it brings me so much joy. But it's like, speaking of things that that bring you joy. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's like, you could do more of those things that bring you joy. But I also realized like I'd been so caught up with all like stuff and like what are those things that bring you joy? <laughs> so, yeah, they're really yeah. important to do them. Yeah. They really are like you you need that little bit of things to look mm-hmm. forward to. You have to have something to look forward to all the time. And you have to be challenging your brain and you have to be 
always moving forward and growing as a person. Like um, I think it was Earl Nightingale that said that success is the progressive realization of a worthy ideal. So it's not about money. It's not mm. about anything. It's like, if there's something you want to do, do it and, and meet a goal, get better at it and enjoy it. And yeah, so that's like, you don't have to like think like, oh, well, then I'll have, you know, I'll have to find a way to make money at it or whatever, just do it for fun. You know, like you don't have to do that. It's not about that. It's, it's to be successful with something. It's just to, to grow, to get better at it and to enrich your yeah. life success. Yeah. yeah. And we, we have no idea what the universe, God, whatever you call it has planned for us, like what our gifts are. So I think if you just follow your intuition and follow things that, um, I just like, got attuned to this word resonance like not that I hadn't heard the word before but like how when something resonates with you just do it Mm -hmm. and don't even even if it's some weird random thing that you might not think anything of just you have an impulse to go a certain place one day or do something a certain day just see where like it takes you you never know where it'll take you that it it might be just to have new friends or meet like a, a wonderful person it might be it could change the course of your life. Just deciding to take a class. Who would you meet? Would you meet your future husband if you were single? Would you, you never know. Would you meet the perfect person who, you know, you're at this random little pottery class and your kid is struggling with math and all of a sudden you've made friends with somebody who's a math teacher who can then help your kid. You yeah. just never know the things that will evolve from whatever. Yeah, just so. going out and doing stuff that, yeah. <laughs> Definitely so, need to put that again. Like I, like I said, I've been in front of the computer a little bit too much <laughs> lately. Yeah. So I definitely need to put some of those joyful moments into my, not that, I mean, I enjoy the stuff that I do. So I guess that's also like why I can get like so caught up in it and like just uh-huh. sit here and forget to eat because. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And I also sure. love like this new venture with the podcasting. It's like that, yeah, a random thing that I also added onto my plate, but I just love it. I was like, oh, I mean, I this is what I love to do. I love to like sit and talk to people. <laughs> so, it is so fun and so fun yeah. to learn about other people's perspectives on things yeah. and yeah, yeah. It's just great. I love it. <laughs> and I think like it's so amazing. I know it's a cliche, right? by this point like how the pandemic like oh it's so amazing that we can connect with each other like you're you're on the other side of the world like you're just starting your day and I'm winding down here but and we're connecting like this and you know because of like you know the internet like it opens up but it's really it's true it's amazing like how we that's why I wanted to do the podcast in English as well and not Mm -hmm. like in my native languages because I felt like the world is like, the world is so big. <laughs> like yes. if I do it in English, like I have so much more opportunity to like connect with cool people and like, you know, interesting people. So I wanted to do it. But I also like, before we I let you go, like I wanted to ask you like throughout in this like whole thing of like spreading joy and like creating like joy in your home or wherever you're at, like that just mm-hmm. comes naturally to you or intuitively what would be your best like advice or tips or whatever for like creating like joy in your home? Like, and what does like a joyful home mean to you? Like, well, I think one way is, is that to add some color in, we tend to use like lean very heavily on white, beige, gray, you know, those neutral tones, which is great. I have them in my house. I'm not going to say I don't, but you need to add some color in like pops of color And the reason why 
uh, that I found out in my research that we don't have a lot of color is and the name of the guys, I'm blanking out on it, but it was like in the 1700s. And he said, um, sophisticated people gravitate towards neutral tones like grays and beiges and sophisticated colors. Whereas like more primitive cultures, which is like so racist and awful, will gravitate towards brighter colors. So it kind of became a thing of like, well, it's kind of like, if I want to be sophisticated, I have to have the grays and the beige. And then also it's like easy too, because it's safe, right? It's not yeah. going to clash or not match or whatever. And so I think we need to like, really think about like, well, what's, what's our favorite color? You know, what's, what's in your closet? Like, what do you like to wear? You know, and then put that in your house, you know, but it, because mm-hmm. a lot of times people wear more color on themselves than they do in their house, you know? Like, I'm not going to have this on a chair in my house, right? Yeah. <laughs> a lot of color. But, um, but I might have enough purple. So you can, and I like to change out color too. So I will have a neutral base so I can switch out color season. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I think that people need to like explore it a little more and go into Pinterest and don't just go like living room ideas or whatever. Be very specific. You know, put in something that you like. So if your favorite color is like a, a teal blue, put in teal blue living room. Or if you like the ocean, try beach themed living room. Get specific mm-hmm. and get some inspiration and start building a little, um, you know, a little a, a board of all these things that you like and see what's kind of similar. And you'll start to look at all like a pattern start to unfold of the things that you're liking. And then just start to try and, and find those things in the world. Like a lot of times there'll be a little thing you can click on and see where that item came from. But a lot of times you could just be, okay, I really like, you know, this kind of certain kind of vase. So go to the thrift store, go anywhere, you know, look and see if, if Ikea has it, order it online on Amazon, you know, just find those little things that, that you like and start putting them into your house and then going through and do a, a pass of like, how does everything make me feel like kind of the Marie Kondo thing? Does it bring me joy? Like, yeah. am I holding it as something that somebody gave me that I don't even really like that person or mm-hmm. out of falling out with them, or you feel like um, they have just not your taste and they got you this thing, but you really just, you're, you have it out for obligation. You know, you, you have to have it out, that kind of thing. So just kind of go through and evaluate things that way. Yeah. Like I said, you should definitely start doing like a little side hustle <laughs> become a home design consultant you would be great oh at God. it yeah <laughs> oh, definitely, like I know you're busy like <laughs> just adding another thing onto your plate but I think you'd be great at it. <laughs> I can see doing that I could totally see doing that Angela it was so so nice to talk to you and, and meet you and thank you for sharing about your life and oh, you're welcome. All- all the beautiful things I feel like you're such a beautiful soul and like I said Aww, thanks put on this earth to spread light and I'm so happy that you're doing that with your podcast because we oh, all need, <laughs> we all need so much more joy in our life and like yes, the things that you're do. already <laughs> sharing today about like really like uh, all the small stuff that we could do it doesn't have to be like explosion yeah (laughs) big stuff all the time like small little everyday things just a smile to a stranger also oh thanks thank you for having me it was great to talk to you this has been so much fun I loved it thank you (laughs) great and I think you're delightful and joyful as well (laughs) thank you
I always been told I talk too much, so that's why I feel like a podcast would be great for me because so that's why I was always in trouble <laughs> in school. <laughs> in podcasting, that's really a big plus. <laughs> okay, like where can people find you? Like if they want to uh, connect with you, think you're lovely, oh, and, okay. and reach out and say like, "Oh, I love your message. Listen to your podcast." Where can everyone find you? Uh, my podcast, my sister and I's podcast, I should say, Let's Design a Life of Joy is on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. I need to get it onto other platforms, but you know, I was just getting, getting going with all the tech. So, um, and then on Instagram at Let's Design a Life of Joy, you can find us there. So those are the, those are the two places right now. And I'll try to add more things in a website and stuff like that. I haven't gotten to yet, but you can definitely find us. So. (laughs) Everybody go listen to the podcast. It really is such a fun listen. <laughs> like I said, I was oh, giggling yes. to myself in my car and I was like, listening <laughs> to it. <laughs> I'm so glad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're That's definitely painful. spreading joy. <laughs> yeah, this was fun. Oh, what a great conversation that was. I loved talking to Angela. I hope you found that conversation to be as inspiring as I did. And I guess the biggest takeaway for me was that let's not wait for good things to happen, um, no matter what has happened in life and all the adversities that we might face. It's all part of life, but we can all go out and we can create those moments of joy for ourselves and for others. So thank you for listening to Keeping Up With The Homesies podcast. If you like this episode, please rate and review, subscribe, and share with a friend or two who might also enjoy coming on this journey. And as usual, new episodes drop every Sunday and Thursday. Until next time, sending so much love to you and your home. <laughs>